0: Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net.
1: From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville,
2: Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and our YouTube channel at cruiseradio.net.
1: On this show, Gloria Tompkins, Cruise Terminal Supervisor of Jaxport, will join us. But first, Stuart on the Cruise Guy, is here, as always. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. <laughs> Let's not waste any time. Uh, The NCL Dawn is on dry dock, undergoing some enhancements. Uh, What can we expect, and how long, uh, generally, do ships sail between dry docks?
3: Well, it could be a year, it could be three years. Uh, It's usually about, uh, you know, maybe somewhere in the middle of two. It just depends on what they want to do and how extensive it is. In this case, uh, Norwegian Dawn, which is about eight and a half years old, is uh, having some, uh, you know, things moved around the ship, uh, they're going to be getting uh the very popular uh, uh Brazilian uh, terrascaria oh, yeah. Moderno uh, mm-hmm. on board um cool. and uh, that's going to be taking the the place of some you know uh, maybe less utilized areas they're going to be adding uh, 28 suites and uh, they're going to be moving um you know the uh the Spinnaker Lounge and uh, they're going to be adding flat screen TVs and uh you know she's expected to reenter service uh in just in time for uh, the the uh, uh, Bermuda season uh, departing uh, out of Boston.
1: Are they going to do anything like the epic in the form of entertainment? Are they going to add any kind of no? I mean, shows? this is just
3: uh, just a, you know kind of a maybe a little more than standard. It's not just you know pull up the carpeting. Um, I mean, they're going to be adding you know a few suites, some uh, family suites, some inside cabins, uh, the Trascaria which was uh, previously used uh, as a Tex Mex restaurant, um, and you know the Trascaria of course, is incredibly po- wildly popular. On Norwegian Epic, so they're just making some enhancements and uh, they're relocating the uh, the gift shop and the art gallery, the photo gallery, conference center, and this is just to make you know the ship just a uh, nicer and, and, and do some freshening up. Stuart, does this ship
2: uh, like the Epic? How they have the villa cabins with a little courtyard at the top of the ship? Does this ship have that?
3: Kind of, sort of. Uh, this was actually the first ship that they, the first new ship that NCL had. Uh, that That came over you know with the ship design from uh, stars so this was this was the first ship from the really the ground up that was going to be theirs that wasn't taken from that was like a converted uh, starship so uh, from their parent company yeah. uh, but it's it was the beginning of the the courtyard concept some big news
2: down there in Mouseland with the Disney fantasy. We saw some new concepts coming out, some new, some old for the next ship, the Disney fantasy um, What are the new additions, and uh, wheres the ship going to sail from?
3: Well, the Disney Fantasy is is a twin sister, essentially, structure wise, to Disney Dream. Uh, she'll be uh, you know about one hundred twenty eight thousand tons. She'll hold uh, about twenty five hundred passengers, double occupancy, but four thousand uh, when you add in the third, uh, fourth, and fifth passenger berths. Um, she's going to be starting around uh, March thirty first of twelve. But some of the differences they are going to in the animators' palette uh they're going to have a show called Animation Magic that'll uh, occur during the you know the the planned dinner okay uh the adults will have uh Europa nightlife uh a nighttime entertainment district so this is going to be an adults only district and uh the show on board is going to be uh Disney's Aladdin uh which is a musical spectacular in their uh main theater which will be uh, pretty exciting it's like a Broadway show but it'll mm-hmm. be about Aladdin and uh, they're going to have a bibbidi Bobbity boutique, um, where you know they'll have stuff for princesses and pirates, and it's going to be pretty exciting.
2: You said Europa? That's the adults-only area,
3: exactly. Is,
2: is that like a European theme kind of thing?
3: It is going to be a European theme. Gotcha. And uh, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's somewhat similar. If you if you recall, on Disney Dream for the adults, they had like a like a downtown skyline uh, uh, lounge, but sure. they're not. They, they haven't really come out and. Sp- been specific, but they're going to have they they claim very sophisticated bars, trendy lounges, and uh, but it's it's about you know, it's going to incorporate the, the the best of what European travel is all about. And where is it going to sail from? It's going to be sailing uh, seven night uh, Eastern and Western Caribbean out of Port Canaveral.
2: So a couple of months ago, Windstar Cruises was in a little financial trouble, so it filed bankruptcy. The court just approved the sale. Will this uh, line still operate as it's been operating?
3: Windstar will continue to operate as is. Uh, where it's gonna be real you know where where and if it's going the headquarters is going to be relocated uh, is still kind of up in the air, but uh it's interesting because the court you know it was originally going to be sold to its uh, largest creditor and shareholder uh which was a company uh will or something like that that was based in New York mm-hmm. and now they were purchased uh, at auction by a uh, company that uh, is owned by uh, a billionaire, uh, Philip uh, Anschutz, and um, they're actually, it's called uh, Zantara, um which is based out of Colorado, and uh, so they, they purchased it for $39 million in cash, and uh, they apparently, you know, the division actually owns uh, and operates um, uh, parks in the Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, Zion, Crater Lake, uh, you know, things like that. So uh, it's it's it, it's interesting to see what, what's going to happen. But all plans, everything that's been mentioned now is that uh, Windstar will operate uh, as is.
1: All right. Leah in New Orleans emailed comments at cruiseradio.net. She says, I understand that hurricane season is coming soon. Uh, any advice for first-time cruisers during the season?
3: Well, I, I certainly would, you know, recommend I would book my cruise you know, just like I, I normally would, um, I wouldn't uh, pay any attention. I mean, there's really not much you can do. You're booking now, and, you know, who knows what's going to happen uh, over the course of, you know, hurricane season, which runs June through November. But, uh, you know, the peak of the season uh, is around uh, September uh, 10th, September 11th. So, uh, you know, I you know the thing to do is if your sailing is going to be affected uh, by the hurricane, I mean, just know, look, these the ships are... Floating hotels; it's not stuck in an area. They they, they can predict uh, pretty pretty accurately, you know, the direction of the storms. So if there are storm, if there's activity in the Eastern Caribbean, ships will move to the Western Caribbean. Um, it's it's a very safe time of the year to, to cruise, and uh, I, I wouldn't think anything of it. Would you
1: recommend uh, cruise insurance any more so for for hurricane season?
3: Well, I, I strongly recommend insurance any time that, that you go away on a cruise. Uh, You know, there's many things that it covers that uh, you don't realize until it, you know, happens to you, but when you can't buy the insurance is when the storm becomes named. Right. So then it becomes too late. They won't sell it and you won't be covered. But uh, I always strongly recommend taking out insurance. And just keep in mind that, you know, you don't need to buy the insurance until final payment, which is typically somewhere between 75 and 90 days before sailing, because up until that point, you're not at risk uh, for any cancellation penalties.
1: Very well. Stuart, I'm touching my heart when I say this. (laughs) You complete us.
3: Oh, you guys are so nice.
1: A tear in my eye. Thank you, man. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean?
2: Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska?
1: Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or
2: Cancun?
1: Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise? You
0: on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise one.
1: cruise one. Yeah. Cruise One. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-ONE. Or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in one one. Yeah. One. Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. One of cruising's most up-and-coming ports, the Port of Hamburg, recently announced that May is set to be a record-breaking month, as it will welcome 36 ships, 100,000 passengers, two ship christenings, and four maiden calls.
2: So what to do in Hamburg if you're one of those visiting passengers? Most say to head to the Old Town District, which is in the heart of the city. Here you'll find the city hall, several historic churches and other buildings, and tons of stores and restaurants. You can also take advantage of the city's numerous waterways by taking a canal boat tour to see the sights.
1: And if you're in Hamburg on a Sunday, head for the Altona Fish Market, the city's traditional weekly fish market that has been operating since the early 1700s. The market sells not only fish, but also flowers, fruit, noodles, sausage, and more. It's held early in the morning, but visitors say it's worth the wake-up call to check out the lively scene.
2: 100,000
1: ships, wow, this is a big month for them. It really is the pearl necklace of maritime events, Doug. Gloria Tompkins is the Cruise Terminal Supervisor Cruise Operations here in Jacksonville, Florida. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Gloria.
4: Oh, thank you very much. I'm flattered that you asked me to do this interview today.
1: First of all, just tell us uh, what exactly does a Cruise Terminal Supervisor do?
4: Well, my day starts about 5.15 in the morning. I get here and get the, get the uh, terminal up and running, get the lights on, doors op- open, you know the big roll-ups for the equipment to come in and out, get the, st- the thermostat set. Sounds very boring. Watch for the ship, get that documented When as soon as the lines go down on the dock and make sure that uh, all contractors start arriving to get everything going so we can start our, our cruise day which starts about 6 a.m. when the ship ties up.
1: What exactly does uh, Port Operations cover? You know,
4: uh, Port Operations covers all provisioning. That's uh, all supplies coming onto the ship as far as water, bunkering, food supplies, beverages. Um, they're potable water. Hoses are hooked up. The ship takes on uh, about 2,000 short tons of water every time they tie up to our dock. Wow. We have... Uh, seven contractors here who employ 155 employees on a cruise day to make this happen. We move uh, over 5,000 people a day through this terminal. We start doing debark, which is self-assist about 7.15, uh, 7.30. We move 1,000 people off of the ship first thing, about within the first hour with their own luggage. And then we start general debark where their luggage has been laid out in the warehouse side, customs checks those bags, and then they start general debark. Everybody filters through the the, uh, warehouse, identifies their luggage, passes through a customs checkpoint, and then out the back doors where they get on carnival shuttles, hotel shuttles, taxis, tour buses, um, and onto the parking lot to pick up their own personal cars. And how many
1: teams are there then that report to you of those Um, 155 people?
4: There is two security companies. We have the longshoremen, uh, which make up a large part of it, and intercruises, which is our embarkation agents that, uh, that check in passengers and do people movement through the terminal and through the warehouse.
2: For the folks listening who don't know what longshoremen are, what are longshoremen?
4: Longshoremen's jobs are to load vessels with supplies. They tie up the ships. They um, move luggage for the passengers. They assist the luggage with check-in. They tag their bags and make sure that they get loaded into cages, and then lift these big, huge steel cages, are filled with luggage, and then these leg- luggage cages are picked up with forklifts in the warehouse, and they're moved to the ship out on the dock through the, through the cargo doors.
2: From a uh, provisioning and luggage standpoint, these ships have so much to load and so little time. How is that coordinated?
4: Well, this is a very fine-tuned, timely set of events that start happening exactly when the ship ties up everything that happens on a cruise day has to happen within a 15 to 20 minute time frame it has to either be beginning or ending so that the next set of things can start happening you know before we can start embark we have to start we have to make sure that we get debarked through because we can't have crossing of traffic or passengers What's going out has to go out, and it has to be through before what's coming in can come in. So if any one thing goes wrong, it's like a domino effect, and it can upset the whole apple cart for the rest of the day, and then the ship doesn't leave on time. Primarily, it's my job to make sure that everything happens within a certain time frame. If there's anything going wrong, I can spot that and see what it is and get it fixed and fixed quick before we lose the the time that we have to work within that parameter.
2: Speaking of the time you have, if a ship is late coming in due to weather, you know, returning back here to Jacksonville, does that, does that mess you up pretty bad if the ship comes in at, say, 7 instead of 6 o'clock in the morning?
4: That can be a big fiasco for our cruise terminal because, like I explained, when everything has to happen within a right. certain time frame, if the port gets closed because of fog mm-hmm. and the ship is held out, the port is closed because of fog, Then we have all these people arriving at the cruise terminal. We have provisioning trucks coming, semis, buses, people from the airport. People are driving in. All those people have to be diverted to another location, and we have to get a communications set up to get word to all these arriving people. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that happens real quick when this happens. Uh, Like, for instance, this morning I got here. I walk out on the dock with my cup of coffee at six o'clock expecting to see a ship pulling up. Guess what? No ship. Mm-hmm. I look towards the bridge. No ship. So I thought, oh dear, is it going to be late? You know, what What am I going to do next? Who am I going to call? What's going to happen? How are we going to do this? How are we going to fix it and take care of all these 2,500 people that are arriving? Plus the people that are on the ship can't get off and they have flights leaving at the airport. Flights have to be changed. You know, a whole new set of of rules and a whole new game plan comes into play. So I get on the phone to our security operations center. They have the big navigational maps where they can see exactly, they can pinpoint the ship on the river maps. And I called security. I said, "Where, where is my ship? I don't see anything." Well, it, it's just passing Dame's Point. It's approaching the bridge. You'll see it in a few minutes. Good deal. <laughs> where it, it was a little bit late, but but it, it just was. seems like in those
1: cases you do what you normally do only twice as fast.
4: We do what we normally do three times as fast, yeah. and we have about. 20 other things that come into play different people to be notified and different plans that start happening
1: she is the cruise terminal supervisor here at jacksport gloria tompkins thank you so much for the uh, behind the scenes golf cart tour earlier (laughs) and for talking to us right now
4: well just don't talk about my driving too much but it (laughs) is it is fun behind the scenes yeah thank you
0: If you want to enjoy all the unedited interviews of Cruise Radio, then sign up for Cruise Radio premium content at cruiseradio.net. Hear all the interviews that don't make it to the show, behind the scenes, off-the-cuff talk with crew and officers, on-demand interviews, and more at Cruise Radio premium content. Sign up today at cruiseradio.net. Just click the premium content icon.
1: We got another high quality, fabulous prize to give away, Doug!
2: Yes, we do. It's the Carnival Magic 2011 inaugural cruise prize pack. To get in to win, all you have to do is go to Facebook.com/slash cruise radio. We have a trivia question up there. In fact, I'll go ahead and tell you what it is right now. Over the course of the next year, photographers on the Carnival Magic will take how many photos? You know the answer? If you don't, Google it and put it down on our Facebook page and I will pick a winner next week. Every week we like to try and save you a little bit of money.
1: Thanks to OnlineVacationCenter.com. I know, you've heard it before. These are great deals. But seriously, these are some ridiculous deals they've got going on right now. They're calling them VIP deals, which includes your airfare to and from Europe, uh, two-night deluxe hotel stay in the city of cruise embarkation, uh, daily breakfast, and all transfers in Europe. Uh, Of course, you get the cruise. I mean... This is insane.
2: Yeah, I was looking at this earlier and I was, my mouth dropped open. Like a 15 night cruise on the Celebrity Solstice, starting at $14.99. That includes your airfare, two nights in Barcelona, $100 on board credit. I mean, it's, I'm speechless.
1: Yeah, there's more deals just like this. Uh, Take the 12 night cruise aboard the Norwegian Jade. This is now Rome round trip. Uh, Again, you fly you there, you get the hotel stay, and this is all for $15.99. I don't know where else you can get all of that included uh, for that low of a price. Heck, even the airfare alone is going to run you that. Yeah. Um, there's plenty more like it, though. You've got a few other transatlantic cruises. You've got some other uh, round-trip Europe cruises. you just got to check it out, com slash radio. Call 800-809-4492 or go to our site, cruiseradio.net, and click on the Online Vacation Center logo. All right, that's going to do it. We'll see you again next week. More cruise news. Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy will join us. Uh, We do want to make special mention of the fact that it is Memorial Day weekend coming up, a big three-day weekend for many of us. Uh, But a special thanks to all the men and women in our military who are serving or who have served in the past. Uh, God bless you, and thank you for your service.
2: Before we get out of here, quick side note, I just added some pictures of the Disney Fantasy, their new ship coming out uh, next March on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cruise radio. Also, don't forget, we are on the Stitcher Radio Network. Take us with you where you go on your smartphone. Just download the Stitcher Radio application from the smartphone store. And it's free. Mm
1: -hmm. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer!